right. The champ is here. Loved by many, hated by a few, respected by all. Second, second, second to none. You know what that means. You know, it's Saturday, the best radio show from Como to the Congo. Well, you know what? I just got through coming back from sunny South Dallas, where the sun never stopped shining. Got caught in a traffic jam. UT and OU just got through playing football. And I was like, dang, dang, dang. You know, being a you know Dallas boy, you know, I used to root for University of Oklahoma. Yeah, that's right, University of Oklahoma. Why? Why, you may ask? Because, see, back when I was coming up as a boy, UT didn't recruit black players. I mean, I, I've been around before Earl Campbell started making hot links and making touchdowns as well. So, you know, I, I always rooted for OU. But I got kind of over that a little bit when they started having black quarterbacks and that kind of thing. So I kind of root for Texas. But being uh, I'm from the Hilltop, and Eric Dickerson and myself used to have conversations about football. Well, well, UT, you on your own. Hopefully you made a good showing today. Did they win today? They did. They what? I think they did. Well, you better verify it, but I think they lost. But nevertheless, that's what it, it happened, man. But you know, what I want to talk to you today is about football in the United States. Now, we seem to have this thing going on uh, in the United States about, you know, having football people being our heroes. You know, it, it's always the case. My first hero that I had in Dallas was number 22. Telling my age again, it was Bob Hayes. It wasn't Emmett Smith, it was Bob Hayes. Number 22. The only man to get an Olympic gold medal in a Super Bowl ring. That's right. The only man to do that. No one has done that since, you know. I mean, the closest we ever got was somebody from, uh, from Dallas, Michael Carter. Michael Carter got a silver medal. Shout out to Michael Carter. He follows us here on this show as well. So he received a silver medal. But, you know, Herschel Walker was an Olympian as well. He was on a U.S. bobsled team. Yeah, that's right, bobsled team. Herschel Walker's done a lot of good things. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Before you get any confused with it, I'm not talking about Herschel Walker as of today. I'm talking about Herschel Walker, the football player. Herschel Walker, the football player. Gabe, I mean, you, you remember a couple of weeks back, you were doing the show, and I, 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 I made you aware that Herschel was running for the U.S. Senate. Mm -hmm. And you didn't even know that. I didn't know that. But, you know, some people don't remember how Herschel played football. It was good. I was a big Herschel Walker fan. Still a big Herschel Walker fan when it comes to playing football. Let's go ahead and run that football clip. Joyner just blocked. He 
jumps to the outside. Joyner has position. He goes back inside. Newsom makes a great block. He knocks right through, goes right through the traffic and comes out the other end. And once he gets ahead of you, forget it. It's all over. It's the bye-bye blues. The old bye-bye blues again, Hank. Eh? That touchdown run tied. Now we're back live. The Cowboys in possession. Walker shakes off a tackle and lines his way upfield, still going. And finally, Forrest. Donald J. Trump decided that he was going to play the race card. Yep, he decided he was going to play the race card. Herschel got picked because he decided that, well, he in this case, Donald Trump decided that he was going to have a black man run against another black man and somehow split the vote of who? Black folk. Yeah, that's it. Black folk. That's it because you were going to look at that video that we just saw and say, Herschel's this, Herschel's this, Herschel that, Herschel's this. And Herschel is good. Now, if we were going to nominate him for the Hall of Fame, he should be in there. I would take him over Raphael Warnock, who is a sitting United States Senator any day of the week to be in the Hall of Fame. But we're not talking about the Hall of Fame. We're talking about running for the U.S. Senate. We're talking about running for the election to represent people in the state of Georgia. Where Georgia's on my mind, where what they've done as well, they've, you know, they try to stop people from voting. You know that whole thing where the president, well, the then president, shook down the, uh, uh, shook down the governor and, and the secretary of state. You know, you know, like I need thirteen thousand one hundred and sixty-nine other votes, whatever the number was, one more vote more than the last person, which was Biden. You know, that's, that's the fix that's going on. This is bigger, like Nino Brown said, this is bigger than, than, than me. This is all about America. Now, the problem with this thing with Herschel is that he's brought his whole entire family into this. I mean, this is ridiculous. When I was running for office, I had to get permission from my family. Hey, you know, we're going to run for office. We're going to run for office. We're going to be away from the house a bit. We, they're going to be all in our business. Like, uh, you know, Tupac used to say, they're all in my business like they know me. But now we know him more about Herschel than what we bargained for. Frankly speaking, I don't care how many babies mamas Herschel Walker has. I don't care about that. It doesn't come out of my pocket at all. That is Herschel's business. It doesn't matter. However, it does matter when you're saying when you're saying that you're a family man and you're not, and your son busts you out, or you say you're against abortion, and you pay for abortions yourself, that's a problem. I mean, you know, we've been thinking about this, about how we were going to go in this election, and we spent about as much time thinking about that as Herschel was on those clips that we show Herschel running for touchdowns. Well, that's then and now is now. Gabe, I think you got a clip. What's the next clip you got? Let's play it.
see what we got. From our Georgia Capitol newsroom now, startling new developments in a deeply contentious race for the U.S. Senate seat. Tonight, candidate Herschel Walker, who is pro-life, is facing bombshell accusations that he paid for his girlfriend's abortion in 2009. As WSAB's Arsene Shashadri tells us, Walker is also dealing with shocking claims from his own son. Herschel Walker's son, Christian, is speaking out about his father in a flurry of tweets. Quote, I've stayed silent for nearly two years as my whole life has been lied about publicly. I did one campaign event, then said I didn't want any involvement. Don't you dare test my authenticity. End quote. My intention is don't lie about your life at the expense of me, my mom, and all of the people that you've affected throughout your life. You don't get to pretend you're some moral family guy. You don't get to pretend all these things. Talk policy, talk normal, do not lie. Herschel son says his dad is not a family man after he left to be with several other women and made the family move six times in six months because of his violence. I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father Herschel Walker had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. Family values people, he has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. Quote, I've spoken to nearly all of the people who have attacked me and told them quietly that I don't want to be involved. Now they're blaming me for everything I'm not responsible for. It's disgusting. End quote. Christian Walker says every relative asked Herschel Walker not to run because of his past, but Herschel denied all of the allegations on social media, calling them a flat-out lie. Archit Sashadri, WSAV News 3 on your side. All right. Now you heard that. That's the example of why you should not run for office if, if, if your family's not backing you. Now... Christian obviously was backing him at first, and well, he's not now. He's not now because, you know, he feels like he's being made a fool of. You know, I, I met Christian Walker, Herschel Walker, and, and, his, and his wife, and Christian's mother. Spent a, a, a remarkable day. Uh, it wasn't recently, it's was a long time ago, a long time ago. And I'll tell you guys about that on IG Live if you follow me, IG. Uh, that's Ed Gray, uh, 1906 on IG. But, you know, we've been doing a lot of work and research. And Gabe, my dude's been doing some research, and we have found one of the Herschel Walker's baby mamas. Uh, we got the clip. Gabe, let's play the clip. No, last night. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. Ain't nobody lying. Gabe, that, are, are, you, are you serious, man? That's the club? Yeah. Hey, Prince, what's up? Ash here. Hey, man. Wow. <laughs> well, that's, that's it. We shortened the clip down. We had another clip better than that, but it had a lot of verbally abusive language that you guys probably wouldn't be impressed by. But it sure would have been funny. But I think he got the whole point on this. Herschel, you don't have to lie. Herschel, you don't have to lie, but what you have to be is true. True to the game is, uh, well, true to the game means being true to yourself. You got played this time. You got played sort of like Craig got played in Fridays. You know, what you have to do is be true. And I'm not asking you to do, Herschel, anything other than 
what you've always done all your life. Be the man that you are. The man that you are should not be the United States Senator from the state of Georgia. So we're going with, in this whole round, I want to go ahead and have my people in Georgia to, to vote for uh, Raphael Warnock, Senator Raphael Warnock. We're going to close out because we have on our second show, we're going to go more locally as we do on this show. We, we're, well, we think locally, uh, but we act globally because it's all one world, one us. So uh, what we have today uh, during this second hour, we will uh, think locally about some issues that affect us in Dallas. But meanwhile, to the people of the state of Georgia and also to the people all across the United States, let's play this last clip and then we'll get ready to go to our break and prepare for the interview that you've been waiting for all week. Gabe, let's go ahead with the last one. Keep my mics going. They're hot. Yeah. All right, that's good. So they're hot, and I'm hot, and I think all of America is hot. So what we're going to go ahead and do is uh, play the clip. We have the clip now. The mother of Technical one of Walker's kids. We're, we're the unnamed woman told the Daily Beast that she decided to continue on with the later pregnancy. Walker denied the first report released Monday. Throughout his campaign, he's advocated for a no exceptions ban on abortions. The Daily Bee says Walker's campaign did not comment on this latest story. Hello? Hey, I just clocked out. What are you doing? Thinking about me? FAA TV, but you know what? One of the best places I was and still am is Sunny South Dallas. You know, Sunny South Dallas. You know what Sunny South Dallas is. Perhaps you know where Sunny South Dallas is, and perhaps other people don't know where it's at. Because, well, they're trying to get away because it's Texas OU weekend, and somehow the whole neighborhood's changed. But you know, Texas OU weekend has changed the neighborhood, but we've also had people who've changed the neighborhood as well. We've had well, we've had our own champions. I said the champ is here, but you know the champ is here, but it takes millions of champions to make Dallas great. No, this is not about making America great again. No, it's none of that kind of stuff. It's about giving back to the community. And that's what this hour we're going to do. We're going to talk about, well, giving back to the community. You know, I was over at KHBN, a community champion uh, hour that I had, and one of the people I've interviewed during that time frame was a lot of ministers, uh, but this time we're going to go and make it more spiritual and keep it spiritual, shall I say, keep it spiritual by also dealing with people in Islam, you know, Islam. And I've studied Islam under Imam Omar Salamane, and you know, I also have one of uh, one of my colleagues and uh, well, students, the uh, students in Imam Omar's class. I also had the opportunity to meet Thomas Muhammad. 
And I have his family here today, and we're going to introduce them as well. Y'all didn't know all that, did you? See? <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> you know, uh, Brother Gabe, can you put that picture up of uh, the, well, put that picture up of Thomas Muhammad, and then I'll keep talking a little bit, and I'll cue in uh, to the next thing that we got going on. And then we'll go ahead and introduce everybody that's here. All right, uh, Thomas Muhammad, well, <clears throat> amazing guy. I remember meeting a, a brother Muhammad back in the 1990s, and uh, uh, I, like some friends of mine, talked about any time that there was anything that was going on in the community, we'd rush out to see it, we'd rush out to see it. It was the 1990s, and uh, we also had what was uh, going on at that time, uh, uh, Commissioner John Wiley Price and Brother James Belt, and Thomas Muhammad as well, Brother Muhammad, they had this luncheon series at St. Luke Community United Methodist Church. Met him through that as well, and met him through different places as well. Saw him all around, and saw him all around. And, you know, that was a time when I was doing a Pan-African Connection, and, 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 and we, we, we were just all into the movement. The movement is about us, and we are about the movement. Let's go to the next picture. And then we'll go ahead and uh, introduce the people that we have here uh, Brother Muhammad, the last time I saw Thomas Muhammad, he invited me, uh, and then I'll segue over to uh, Brother Billy Lane as well. Uh, he invited me to, uh, well, to witness a documentary he had put together on Malcolm X. And uh, let me go ahead and give you a, a little knowledge as well. My uh, uncle was a bodyguard of Malcolm X when Malcolm X uh, set up the temple in Washington, D.C. So, hey, I got that around. So I'm going to start from uh, my immediate right, and then we're going to go across the table, if you will. Let's roll over to uh, a live footage right now, and then we'll go ahead and introduce the people. Uh, like I said, introduce the topic and drop it. And we will go ahead and start with Brother Billy Lane. What's going on, brother? How you doing? How you doing, Brother Ed Gray? Good to be here. Man, hey, I'm glad you're here, man. Last time... Uh, we were together, we were in, in class and everything, trying to get some knowledge. We man. were, we were. That was a good time. Yeah, That's the best yeah. education I've ever had. Yeah. Absolutely. So what you doing with yourself these days, man? Well, um, I, I am very fortunate to be on staff at the South Dallas Fair Park Inner City Community Development Corporation, founded by the Honorable Diane Ragdale, and uh, been, on, been with that organization um, since this past December, so coming up on a year. And then uh, I am a um, licensed local pastor in United Methodist Church. I'm an associate pastor at Camp Wisdom United Methodist Church. What street is that on? Camp Wisdom. Thirteen <laughs> hundred West Camp hey, Wisdom. That's a little cook joke, man. Started in eleven fifteen. Yeah, but you know I was gonna mess with you like that. But you know I'm glad you're here. We we had talked before about various things. We've been on civil rights. Uh, tours and that thing of nature and everything and when I was surprised to see you over when uh, Miss Washington had told me she said hey we have Billy Lane here and I, I, I said is that the guy that's from that sent you? So that's it. Yeah so. that's it that's it. Very glad to be a part of the team. Okay. It's, it's a blessing. Good. good. Yeah. We're going to go across the table we're all one on this table. Only thing yes, we're missing is that little part in the table where grandma used to put when we had company and everything. Y'all don't know nothing about that, but you know, hey, y'all looking down, y'all know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> no. Go ahead, brother. Yes, sir. I am Kamal Muhammad. Uh, Thomas Ali Muhammad is my uncle. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for, for the invite. Not a problem. Your sister? Uh, I am Teresa Johnson, and Thomas Ali Muhammad wants Thomas Johnson 
<laughs> All right. Okay. Is my uncle as well. Okay. I like the way you said is. Because mm -hmm. that's, that's not was, that's well, past. That's right. Yes, sir. Is. It still is. is. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yes, sir. So that's, 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 that's something that, that I, I love to hear that mm -hmm. because of the fact that means uh, the individual is not past. It's not, they, they are still there. You know? Right. Indeed. My right. mother's passed away and I talk to her every morning. Mm -hmm. uh, my father's passed away and mm -hmm. I talk to him all the time as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So, Thank you, know. you for that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, man, that's what I try to do, man. Yes, sir. That's what I do. I, yes, I, I, I'm very honored to to uh, uh, meet you both. I just met you for been knowing you a long time. It's been what about <laughs> a good fifteen minutes? <laughs> <laughs> but the spirit is there. Yes, sir. And that's what it, that's what it, what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. So for those people, and that's where the the cameras right there. That's why I look across at the camera from time to time. Keep them involved into the conversation. Tell us about Thomas Muhammad. Wow, it's with Unc. It's so hard to uh, start. You know, he worked on so many different fronts. You know, uh, I guess one I will. Um, speak of the most was the family uh uncle thomas was is the matriarch of our family and i say that by saying the wisdom that he bring uh the glue you know uh he's the one that says hey <clears throat> we're we're having dinner over my house and he invites all the family over and um, just show love. And he was the one that kept us together, or uh, is the one that kept us together. Uh, the love, you know, he, he had for me, just because I, I am me, is what stands out in my life. Um, and the depthness of it, Uncle, Uncle Thomas, taught me personally so much uh, that it's hard to even begin. You know, he, he, he was my hero. He is my hero. Uh, uh, I took a trip with him uh, from uh, Dallas to Selma, Alabama. And That's where you got from, right? No, uh, we're originally from Dallas. Mm -hmm. Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Born and raised. Born and raised. <clears throat> Um, we have family in, in, in Alabama, mm -hmm. okay. so we spent a lot of time down that way. And uh, all of the historical markers, you know, we stopped at each and every last one of them. And uh, Snick, yeah, I, I'm bachelor degree, <laughs> never heard of it until Uncle Thomas taught me and took me to the actual house. And uh, sat there, and we stood there for hours, and he told me the whole story. And I just remember looking at him with the amazement of how he's able to retain all of that information. And it didn't surprise me at all when he told me he was about to do Malcolm X. Because, one, he loved Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. And, uh, two, he, he had the, the knowledge and the connections from years of service. Uh, brought him in contact with so many different people that it all came together for what he told me was his his life. Um, you know how you what's the word I'm looking for? 
what you dream of accomplishing is life goal. Legacy. It's legacy. It's it's it's, it's film. You know. Now, now the film and brother Gabe, you can put up the uh, just choose any part of the clip of the film. Uh, now, what's the name of the film? Malcolm X. <laughs> I know it's Malcolm it's X. It's a long time. <laughs> that, that's what I was. I, I, I asked him. I said, "Why'd you name it that long?" And he said, "Brother, I named it that long because I named it." I never could get a great clip that up. You got it? <laughs> and interviews and photos, uh, some things that people have never heard or been witness to before. Uh, so it was an honor to be able uh, to be a part of the crews that did this documentary. Uh, I, my knowledge of Malcolm X just was. Uh, very minimal as far as uh, my education goes. Uh, a couple of books that I've read, uh, but it was the eye-opening experience for me, um, you know, as a filmmaker, uh, but also as an individual. All right, so you guys can look at the this, the clip. When I said you guys, I'm talking about the people. I'm talking about you. You right there on Facebook. That's right now listening to us right now. Uh, you uh, can. Uh, uh, look this up on YouTube. It's there on YouTube, what we just showed. We wanted to just give you just a taste of it because we're with the family right now and we were talking about, well, we were talking about the movie. I, I remember Iman Omar, Billy, this is for you. Uh, he he told me that uh, Brother Mohammed was doing a film and he said, Brother Ed, you, 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 you need to check the film out. I said, well, uh, Thomas, brother Thomas has invited me to be there. It was it was a great day, a great evening, should I say. And uh, it was with Steve Pickett, and uh, uh, well, the mayor of uh, DeSoto was there. She was there as well, and I, I got invited to be there. And it, it was great. Uh, tell me about your connection with, with Thomas. You know what? Um, and, I, and I just I just say this right off the top of uh, of the bat. Uh, I deeply, deeply regret I didn't know him and meet him sooner. I really, really do. Um, my very first encounter with Mr. Muhammad was actually at the Dallas Institute because they were doing a um, uh, kind of like a pre-screening of his film. Uh, I can't, I can't think of the gentleman's name who runs that. But anyway, uh, so I went, and that was the first time I had seen him. And then, you know, once I um, uh, came on staff with ICDC. <laughs> it's just strange. I look up and he's just walking down the hall. And I'm like, like he running though. I mean, I, I mean, in me, I want to say, bro, can I help you? Yes, that was what I say, like he running thing. Like, what's going on? And so, so finally, Miss um, Ragsdale set me straight. And now he's he's one of our board members. And what's so interesting about him? I mean, he would be in the building and you wouldn't even know it. He would just go. He he he, he had fish. So you know, the big we have a. He, he uh, acquired for ICDC um, as a kind of conversation piece a large, if I had to guess, a 40-gallon uh, aquarium. Mm -hmm. And he would come in and sit in front of those fish and he'd just look, he'd feed. And then I'd be walking down the hall and I'd look up and he'd say, hey, Ralph. And I'd be like, how you doing, Mr. Mom? <laughs> and I wanted to say, what are you doing here? And he was just at home. He was, yeah. he was just at home. And, um, you know, unfortunately, um, uh, after he passed, I began to learn these things. I was like, man, I, I, I don't believe this. I really wish I could have uh, just sat there and talked to him a lot more. Yeah, it was a great man. 
Great man, good man. Selma, Alabama. Selma, Alabama. I've been there several times. Uh, I recall three times that I, I was there. Once I was like 14 years old, and we were going over the Edmund Pettus Bridge. And going over Edmund Pettus Bridge, and my father, he said, what you know about this? Folks, y'all don't know how you know some people talk. My father said, boy, what you know about, about this bridge? And I said, well, I told him about what happened. And I said, Daddy, let's be quiet, because a lot of people suffer you know, on this bridge. Be quiet. Mm -hmm. We have to honor, honor them. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's uh, my first remembrances of that. Now, I believe he served on, on, on one of the uh, uh, museums in, in Selma, correct? Uh, I believe he... Oh, I'm sorry. I do believe he did serve on uh, one of the museums, but I'm not sure the exact name. I do know that it was a historic museum that was connected to uh, Martin Luther King, and I think it may have been also connected to uh, Amelia Boynton. Boynton. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my daughter's there. Uncle oh, Thomas okay. actually bought it. We had the honor of meeting her through my nonprofit. Okay, um, what's the name of your nonprofit? It's Black Sheep Coalition, Multicultural Centers of America. Black Sheep Coalition. Black Sheep Coalition. Okay. I'm a black that? sheep. That, I, I got it. I, I'm, I'm, it's in Denton, Texas right now. But it was originally established in South Dallas. I'm a Bontown baby, South bon Dallas. Time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. But Uncle Thomas. And uh, I like his shirt. What does the shirt say? It says, Daughter of a Field Negro, purchased at Pan African Connection. Oh, yeah, we're doing shout outs. We're doing <laughs> I already gave him one. And um, <laughs> it says, The struggle continues. That's yeah. something that my uncle used to always yeah. use as a quote at yeah. the end of his um, post yeah. when he did so the post tribune. Of your uncle and Bandelli and buy me something. Yes, yes. yes. I, I, I didn't know who y'all was messing with. Me <laughs> I told Sister Quate, I said, it's something going on in the store. Bandelli did something because when I come in, I come in to spend $10 and I leave out spending $200 every time yeah. I come in there. But see, those, those were the times that, that I knew your uncle, you know, back then. I, I would go to Emma Rogers Black mm -hmm. Images Bookstore. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah, see, my education is more than SMU, as you know. And you, you know, but um, you know, Emma Rogers, uh, and then I'd go to Bandelli's uh, Pan African Connection. I followed them all the way around town. Mm -hmm. Seemed like you know. Mm -hmm. So that, that's it. And I also did a, a little deal over in uh, Selma, Alabama, with Joanne Bland. Okay. Uh, yeah. Joanne Bland. Yeah. Bland. Joanne. I remember he did some interviews with. Now, yeah. now, it's like we're talking to ourselves. I want to get you caught up. Joanne Bland was a sister, a young girl mm -hmm. who got beat up on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, mm -hmm. and and SMU has that civil rights pilgrimage, and they go back to Selma, Alabama, every year, and uh, you know that they they would visit uh, Selma, and 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 Miss Bland would would take them to a museum and we would walk across the Edmund Pettus Bridge itself. Walk across that bridge lots of times and if you walk across that bridge and you go down the bridge to the other side of the river, there's only one place you can go if these people are charging at you. It's in the river. Wow. And that's it. So that's that's it. But 
That was across that river. We talked about across the river in, in Dallas, which means a different thing, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm telling my age, sir. <laughs> yes. He, he did age. quite a bit, though. He, um, he gave me the opportunity to meet people like Samia Nukroma. Um, we met. Dropping uh, names again. Well, we were on the same. I I got pictures yeah. in here I with mean, that yeah, if too. You don't drop names here, everybody. This is a learning experience for some people. Yeah. Well, so, uh, Uncle Thomas uh, was bringing Samia Nukroma to. Um, now, who is that? Samia Nukroma is the daughter of the first president of Ghana. Kwame Nukroma. Kwame Nukroma, and. Um, Uncle Thomas happened to meet her by accident. He was actually, he told me the story of how he met her in Ghana. He was wearing a shirt that had her father's quote on it. Uh, forward, uh, forward ever, backwards never. And she noticed the shirt and pointed him out and said, that was my father. He said, yeah, I know that was your father's quote. And they chopped it up from that moment and became fast friends. And he ended up inviting her to come to Dallas, and she came and spoke. Uh, we were on the same roster. So I've had really, and I was getting ready to actually throw my Black Sheep Coalition away. And Uncle Thomas came through like a, a hero, a, hero. <laughs> <laughs> a superhero, and kind of got my mind on the right track. And got me back on business so yeah and that year that's when we met Samia Nukrumah, uh, uh, Amelia Boyington and Mahmoud Rove um, who's a good friend of the family now yes yes Chris Jackson formerly Chris Jackson and Amelia Boyington was the one who and this is something that that I want to stress to, to people as well, the civil rights struggle, and the struggle still continues, the yes. civil rights struggle is the human rights struggle, as Malcolm X said as well, before you have civil rights, you have to have human rights. Yes. That's correct. So uh, the human rights struggle uh, continues, but Amelia Boynton was the one who started the march in Selma. Mm -hmm. And people think about, well, it was John Lewis who started. No, John Lewis didn't start it. Uh, it was Martin Luther King who led the march in Selma. No, Martin Luther King didn't lead the march in Selma. Mm -hmm. He was the most recognized individual. Yes. But Amelia Boynton was the one who did the march. Yes. You know, and, and, and people, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm always good with stuff like that because I want to introduce a topic, like I said, and drop it. And, and But a, a lot of people don't recognize that. But it's people such as Thomas Mohammed, mm -hmm. people That's right. That's right. such as Diane Ragsdale, you know, people such as John Wiley Price. It's people that, that have done these things before that we need to recognize. Yes. We need to recognize. And that's why I wanted to say about Amelia Boynton and that. She's recently passed away. Yes, they actually, on that day, they were uh, declaring that day. I think it was like May 24th. I'll have to look and see what the exact date was. But they d they gave her the key to the city on that day and made that day Amelia Boynton Day in Dallas, Texas. So 
we were a part of that ceremony. Well, we got to be part of more ceremonies like that because right now they're cutting back voting rights and they, mm -hmm. they're doing Absolutely. that now, left and right and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, Thomas Mohammed, the man, uh, his living legacy, what is his living legacy outside of obviously yourself? I would say his living legacy is resilience. Resilience, boldness, and education. He was real serious about education and making sure that um, you did things right and exact. If you did it right the first time, you won't have to do it a second time. Yeah. He wanted them, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you hear everybody say he wanted them. Yeah. Because yeah, obviously I'm one of the ones that ain't going to do it right. <laughs> so, you know, because one of them is the type of person my father was, is, see what I did? Mm -hmm. Is that once my father told me to, to rake the leaves out of, of, of the bushes and everything, you're fine. And I raked the leaves out. I, I raked the leaves out of the front yard, right? So when I raked the leaves out of the front yard, uh, I had uh, told him that, uh, you know, I was done. He came out there, he saw the leaves in the bushes and everything. He told me that, he said, you wasn't done. Yeah. And uh, he said, when you get done, you come back in the house. Mm -hmm. I said, Daddy, I mean, these, these leaves in the bushes, nobody will see them. He said, but I did. When you get through doing that, Mm -hmm. Come inside the house. Man, I was out there, and, it was, and obviously, you know, it's bushes, and and and, and it's it's late at night mm -hmm. because the leaves are falling. That's why they're mm -hmm. in, in there. Yeah. I was out there all night long doing it. I came inside the house. I said, "Daddy, I'm done. You want to see? You want to see?" He said, "No. Nah, you just came in. I know you're done." He just took he like didn't take it for granted. You just mm -hmm. gonna you gonna do what I say. Mm -hmm. You get perfection with that. Yeah. That's that's we don't have too many men that do that these days. Right. During the first part of the show we talked about manhood and everything, but every every man is subjected to his own his own responsibilities. And when people can remember little simple things such as raking leaves, mm-hmm between bushes 20 years after someone's passed and you, mm -hmm. you, you, you've done a, a good job with that. That's, yeah. if you don't can, steal that one, Billy, on church. If I go to your church tomorrow and I hear that, I'm going to have to hurt you. I like this. Go ahead, No, I, you know, um, when, when me and uh, Ms. Ragsdale talk about uh, Mr. Muhammad, I mean, the thing that comes to mind, I said, you know, this, this man was a uh, a master organizer. Oh yes. Because she would tell me some of the things that his events and things like that nature <laughs> he would bring together, mm -hmm. and she would say, you know, it was feast of famine. Sometimes there'd be a lot of people there. Sometimes would hardly be any. Sometimes they last long. Sometimes they were short. And I said, you know what? That is the mark of an organizer. You're gonna do it no matter what. Mm -hmm. You just you just gonna do it no matter what. And um, you know that that. That, that, that really uh, gives me a great uh, deal of admiration because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of organizers like that. That's and right. Organizing yeah. is right. extremely difficult. And I never, even the short time I've known him, 
Yeah, he just got all these projects. You know, got this thing on that, that, mm-hmm. that going. And he just didn't Always seem, in a meeting. He just did not seem deterred. It didn't matter how many showed up or how many didn't. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I, I, you know, my hat's off. You know, and, and, and that's about organizing things. You know, I, I, I've organized several things, but uh, I, I'll drop a name with someone that, that has helped me uh, a lot. I, I think I should spend the remaining parts of my life thanking people. You know, if I got this far, this far by faith, absolutely, <laughs> I should thank people. Mm-hmm. You know, for the remaining. 20-something, 25, 30 years if I'm blessed to be here to, to thank people. Like C.W. Whitaker uh, told me that as well. He said, it doesn't matter whether or not it's four people show up or 4,000 people show up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're out there doing the right thing and you're out there trying to make progress, you know, that's that's what, what you do. And, and I, 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 it's, it's not easy being an organizer. Yeah, because you don't know what you're gonna get. That's right. Until the day it happens. Mm-hmm. Like example, ICDC <laughs> when we did the uh, uh, the solar panels deal. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. I, I believe uh, you guys had set that up, and, and everybody had these uh, invitations to come mm-hmm. out. And what happens? The governor comes in town the same week. You're exactly right. The governor comes in town and and uh, withdraws all the air out the room. <laughs> but we went, we went ahead, as, we, ahead. as we should. As we should. I'm, I'm glad I was there to help you with that and help, help our CDC with that as well. But, you know, that's uh, what Brother Malcolm had said. He said, hey, uh, it, that's what we need. We, you know, I, I, I want to talk to the to the people who ain't got no jobs. We want to be right. Ain't got no jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know I went to SMU. I can say isn't. But I want to say <laughs> not isn't, but ain't. But okay. <laughs> ain't, got, ain't got no jobs. The people who catch the bus, or I would say the 55 Lancaster bus to go to work in the morning time, you know, and, and, and I'm going to tell my age again, get a, 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 they, they, they don't have no money, they look on the floor to see if they can get that DTS transfer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember the DTS, <laughs> the ring the bell. <laughs> transfer to go across town and everything, but those are the people that this radio podcast show uh, we stand up for it because mm-hmm. that that's the most important thing right there and that I think that's the most important thing when we have people like Thomas Mohammed that they're done what they've done you know and, and help people out consistently and constantly in this struggle and and, and bro- brother gray I, I want to say something i don't and I, I I hope and pray this is not disrespectful but it's just sunk in my heart so um the last face-to-face encounter I had with uh, Brother Muhammad, um, I want to say, was in July. It was in July, early July. It was hot. You remember, mm-hmm. it was hot here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And someone came. Uh, uh, one of our staff members came inside and said, "Mr. Lane, there's there's somebody collapsed in front of our door." Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, "What do you mean? There's somebody collapsed?" He says, "Somebody collapsed in front of our door. Maybe he was drinking or something. I don't know." So I get up, and of course my eyes are rolling. Oh, goodness, I got, I got work to do. And this is about 4.30 mm-hmm. in the afternoon, so it's hot. Mm-hmm. And I go downstairs, and this body is literally blocking the door. I couldn't hardly even open it. Mm-hmm. So I, I cracked it open just a little bit, and I said, Sir, sir, can we help you? Are you okay? And then the head kind of turned upward, and I said, Oh, my God, that's Mr. Muhammad. Mm-hmm. So so we kind of finagled it, so we went and heard him, and 
got the door open, you know, went and got a cheer. We two of us li literally lifted, I mean, his body was just limp. Mm -hmm. Lifted him up, put him in a chair, you know, called the, called the paramedics, got him in, you know, getting him hydrated and everything like that. And of course, he's joking the whole time. Mm -hmm. He's like, ain't nothing wrong with me, I'm just old. Like, well, you're about to have a stroke out here. It's 105. Mm -hmm. It's 105. I can't stand it out here. And refuse to stop driving. Refuse. Yep. Oh, so let me get to it. Let me get to it. <laughs> let, me just, let me just tell this. Let me just tell this. So, so we got him hot. You know, the, the, the paramedics came over and everything and checked his vitals. Everything was good. You know, he was just dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we took him upstairs for a few minutes and, you know, gave Gatorade, water, and just you know, a couple of hours just so he recover stuff. And in the meantime, we called Amina. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she said, come get him. And so she, uh, we, we left his car there. She comes in her car. We left his car there. Mm -hmm. And I said, I, I told his regs, and I said, you want me to take the air out of his tires? I said, I don't mind. <laughs> I really, really don't mind because mm -hmm. it should not be dry. Yeah. It should not be dry. Yeah. She said, no, go park it in my house. So we did. So mm -hmm. we went and parked it. You know, she got one of them long driveway deep and put some cars behind so in, case he, in case he show up. But it just speaks to, I mean, he, I mean, I, I knew he had some health ailment. Uh, mm -hmm. I think later on I found out it was cancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm thinking, you out here and it's 105 degrees, you're not drinking. I mean, but his mind was on the mission. Yep. His mind was on the mission. And that's what I was going to say. Uh, the whole time. That's what so, I was going to say. I was, I was just in awe. I was just in yeah. awe. I'm like, man. Uncle Thomas lived his life in service of others. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Even when he was sick, he was trying to go he be was. in service of, of others. And, and that, that's what I wanted to double down on, the legacy. Everything Teresa said. But I wanted to add love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Mr. Gordon, uh, it's that, I, I call it that old school love. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's rare nowadays. And it seems to me like it's leaving the earth. It's where people love you just because you are a fellow human. Mm -hmm. You know, but with me, Teresa, we had the even more special part of Uncle Thomas because of the family. You know, uh, as as hard or as much energy as he put into service for others in his public life, as far as his activism, his humanitarian, his historian, as for all the energy put, double that and imagine what he put on his family. Exactly. Not just me. Uncle Thomas called me every day, seven days mm -hmm. a week. Uncle Thomas called me every about? He would call me, how you doing? You're on the highway, where you going? Just checking in. Just, I'm just checking, that's, that's his words. I'm just checking in. Yeah, yeah. And he had the same thing, and Teresa probably is gonna know, he would tell me, kiss that beautiful wife of yours, mm -hmm. and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. And it's like clockwork, you know, as a matter of fact, that's when I know he's, you know, yeah. sick, you know, right. then I would call, call him. Get the call. Right, mm -hmm. right, but it's, you know, two people. In, in my life right now, they call me every day. My father, as well as in my uncle Thomas. Yeah. You know, and so <clears throat> for me, it's like, I mean, such a huge part. You know, my 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 counselor. My, mm -hmm. You know, it's, he's my uncle, but it's I'm serious when I say that word. My hero. You know, mm -hmm. my mentor. You know, he's yes. he was all of that. You know, he is all that because I do get to now 
Mr. Gordon. I will continue to have those conversations with him. It won't feel like I'm, I'm crazy because I know other people are doing it, you know. Yes. And, 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 you know, it was just a reinforcement that I felt that I, I, I'm loved. You well, know? you know, we've lost a lot of people in the last two years. Mm -hmm. That's know, true. COVID made us all mortal. Those who passed away, well, obviously they're mortal because they're not here. But for those who do remain, we're we're mortal now because we know, you know, it's it's it could be us. Yes. But they, if there's ever such a word of bittersweet, bittersweet is when you have memories that are sweet enough to overcome the bitterness of the loss. Mm -hmm. That's that's what bittersweet really means. Mm -hmm. If there's a definition for that. And that's why this was important for me to have this show this weekend. Because we, we, we're losing people. And when we lose people, we need to honor them. Mm -hmm. Not to mourn their passing, mm -hmm. but to honor the fact that they were here. Exactly. And I should only hope that one day, and I hope it's no time soon, <laughs> that when I pass, that people will have something good to say about me. That's a beautiful picture. I wish we could show that to uh, Gabe. Who, who is that? We actually ran into each other. We were not together. Uh, he and I and then um, John. Right. Oh, we all right. ran into each other at the um, at a back to school event. When was that? Uh, oh God, probably about five years ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a back to school event at the state fair okay. they were having, and uh, my nonprofit was doing something with uh, anti bullying rally, mm -hmm. and I just happened to run into him, and he was like, "Come over here and take a picture with me." And he was with job. John. <laughs> So John took a picture with me as well. Mm -hmm. Did a lot of John. Yes, yes. Uh, Uncle Thomas was always. Uh, we did actually. I did a co and tell. I do poetry, so mm -hmm. I did uh, a co and tell poetry slam for John at Pan African Connection when they um, he had some issues or whatever, and they were raising funds to. Uh, help John out. Uncle Thomas put on a rally at Pan African Connection to help raise funds to get John out or something for his legal defense or something like that. It was. It's been years ago, mm -hmm. and um, and I did some poetry for that particular event. Bendeli was still here then, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so that's been a long time. Pan-African connection and everything. Hey, hey. It's Sister Kwete. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Sister Kwete is a beautiful yeah. woman. She she deserves all the blessings she can receive. That building has a lot of history. Yes. Me. I don't know if you remember. Yes. It, uh, remember Riz Department Store? Riz Q. Riz Q, everybody used to call it. You know, uh, the location where Pan-African-American is, that was... Ridge Department Store. That was our aunt, my aunt's, his mother's my mother. store. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And now it's Pan African. Kareem Muhammad? Yeah, I remember the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's, my, that's my brother in law. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, okay. they, uh, you're going way back, see. Way, way back. Way, way back, you know. Talking about them Braxton jeans. Yeah. Braxton yes, jeans. yes. <laughs> Brother Gray, let me, let me mention right quick. I know this. you probably have this in your notes. So, no, I don't uh, have notes. I'm just talking you, about you, it. You, 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 uh, um, on, on October the 29th, that's a Saturday, yes, October sir. the 29th at 11 a.m. at um, uh, the Black Academy of Arts and Letters, we... Uh, there's been a steering committee meeting, and we are going to have a community celebration of uh, Mr. Muhammad's life and legacy. Now, All I'm invited, and we'll get you that if we haven't given. Oh, you I have. Okay, I you got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, you're going right into the closing. That's where I was going. You, I told you right into the closing. You had it in. Yeah, and you were doing it. You, you, you must be one of the ministers that be clock management, man. Well, you know how ministers do. I'm sitting there looking at you. Right up the clock. That's where the clock's right there. He said, okay, we got to get ready to get out. I got to make up shop right now. I got three minutes to do That's it. The SMU, the scholarship. That's right. Talk about the Talk a little bit. Just mention the scholarship. Well, you know, I was excited to hear about it and honored, you know, to hear the um, humanitarian uh, uh, scholarship being set up at SMU. Uh, In the human rights program. Human rights right, program, right. okay. And I think a pretty good sum of money has already been raised, but they're still raising more. And so, yeah, and that, and that scholarship is in Mr. Muhammad's name. And I am calling around. We have family. Midland, Texas, a uh, huge, huge uh, amount of family down there. Mm -hmm. Um Bradley's. We we been trying to communicate and let everybody know about all of the honorable things that right. you know from right. ICDC even to this radio podcast, Mr. Gordon. From the family as a whole, we want to thank you personally. Mm -hmm. Thank you, you definitely. Know, yeah, we really I, appreciate it. I wanted to uh, make sure I I, I, uh, I recognize Brother Mohammed on that because. He had reached out to me when he did the documentary and said, I want you to be there. And that, that meant a lot to me because I hadn't talked to him in some time. Mm -hmm. But obviously he had been keeping up with what I had been doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he, he reached out. And it also means a lot for me at SMU Human Rights. That's right. That's, that's, you know, that's where I'm pursuing my doctorate now. At wow. SMU. And I, I tell that joke all the time. I have my bachelor's from SMU, my master's from SMU, my doctorate from SMU. Because it's the only school I could spell. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I got That's my first man. my first accolades of education from Carter High School. That's the foundation. Mm, cool. So you know, I I can recognize SMU, mm -hmm. but I have to recognize Carter as well. Yes, sir. So it's very important that SMU is doing that because as we talk about building a bridge, going mm -hmm. across the bridge, mm -hmm. that's something some of you folks don't know nothing about in Dallas. <laughs> but going across the bridge means something, and that's why we're sitting across the table today talking about Thomas Muhammad. As we get ready to go uh, uh, close out in the, the last three minutes, you, you have any closing remarks? Just, just to re re reiterate the event on uh, October 29th starts promptly. At promptly. eleven, promptly, at eleven a.m. and um, uh, uh, that'll be at the the, the uh, Black Academy of Arts and Letters. And the program is amazing. Uh, we look at his legacy in four different areas, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. You know, the family man, the community activist, and mm -hmm. educator, and so forth. And so, uh, it, it's going to be a very, very inspiring event. Okay. Well. Again, I just want to double down and say how much I appreciate, you know, everything that you guys are doing. 
you know, uh, for my uncle and uh, from the family as a whole. We really appreciate it. No problem. Yes, uh, I just wanted to leave on a light note that uh, me and my uncle always made the joke about being the babies in the family. Um, we always said that our parents decided to stop with us because they reached perfection. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming. Next time, wear a shirt that ain't so radical. Yeah, this is my <laughs> uncle. I had to, you know, I had to represent. I wouldn't have it no other way. So yes. All right, All hey, right. we're about to be rolling out of here. We're right on time on that. Give us a quick minute of that uh, song before Facebook blasts us off, and then we'll leave with our song, and we're out. Thank you for coming. Hey, you know, whenever I want good Cajun food, I go to Thibodeau's, located at 107 North Cedar Ridge in Duncanville, Texas. They're really hot, just like the Commission Radio Show in Thibodeau's. Hot is this gumbo. We will see you later at Thibodeau's. I'm Pastor Freddie Haynes. I listen to the Commish Show on the fishbowl for my social activism information so I can be a better agitator. Hey, this is Cheryl Smith, and when I'm looking for news and information, I tune in to the Commish on Saturday. Your destination 